0: Hey, great day, everybody. So in today's podcast episode, I have something very special for you. Over the next few weeks, I will be um, celebrating my 11th year in private practice starting July of 2023. So what I decided to do is bring back the lessons learned, but I have a twist on it. Last year, I did a whole series on 10 lessons learned going into 10 years of private practice, specifically about private practice. So what I'm going to do is actually go over some of the things that I've learned while on my way to my first million, because I know that therapists want to break past the six-figure mark, the $100,000 mark. Some therapists are opening up a group practice. Some are even going into the digital product space, doing the whole one-to-many, hosting live events. And so I wanna make sure to carve out time just to have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners who want more, who no longer want to play small. And also you don't want to have a 10 year journey as I'm going to talk about in this series. So I'm gonna talk about some things that I wish I would have maybe made a power move on. I'm gonna talk about how long it may have taken me to do certain things and why I chose it at the time. And you'll start to potentially resonate with some places that I've been in terms of investing in myself and what that looked like or did not look like. And most importantly, how you can bet all on you and not worry about the how. So enjoy the series. Hey, my name is Dr. TK and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, grateful day. Welcome back to the podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about all things of how you can attract more quality individuals to your products or services versus only focusing on quantity. And so I'll be sharing some ins and outs of what I've learned over the years in my mental health business and my digital product business. And I'll also share with you some tips or hacks that I've implemented even in my live camps that help people weed themselves in or out of my products or services. And so one of the lessons that I've learned that I'm really, really just taking in at like the the one thousandth level in twenty twenty three is I'm no longer impressed. Not that I was impressed at a high level, but I'm I'm not impressed by oh I can get a thousand people in the program because at the end of the day I'm looking at kind of like a classroom. Well, what percentage of my class is actually passing? And that's more of the professor in me, and I think that as a business owner who hosts live events, that has coaching programs, that sells digital products or even physical products. If you're a business owner and you have a product or service you are always, or you should be invested in, well, what is the outcome? What is the transformation that someone is receiving from your product or service? Because that's going to make your product or service viable because now you have social proof. It's not just about the exchange of, oh, they bought my program. You can have 20 people who bought your program, but then when you go down and ask them in a survey, you know, to rate the program and nobody wants to do the survey, nobody wants to hop on a Zoom call with you. No one actually can tell you what they got out of the program because they never logged in. They're telling you a lot about your structure, about what they think they signed up with. But we don't want to make assumptions. But bottom line is you need social proof. Right. So let's go into it. I'm just going to read some characteristics that I came up with that helps me look at how I distinguish between like quality and non-quality clients. Okay, if I use the word program or teach more than likely, I'm talking about digital products. So one I'm very clear on what I teach in every single program and what I do not. So, for example, some people that have a group practice that are therapists join the Dope Therapist Academy. But I'm very clear. I don't cover how to hire interns, but I do cover delegation. I do cover onboarding. I do cover SLPs. But one of the reasons why I will typically invite clinicians who have a group practice into the DTA program is primarily because after they've done the assessment themselves on our framework that we offer in our live boot camps or if they watch the replay, they recognize that maybe the reason why, why they are not growing as a group is because before they even opened up this group, however that happened, they realized that maybe their solo practice wasn't in order. They didn't have the leadership capabilities that they probably should have developed over time. They probably should have waited to build out certain marketing techniques or strategies by themselves because now you're not just responsible for marketing other people. You're also responsible for still marketing yourself if you take clients, right? Um, you also have to learn how to hire. You have to learn how to trust people. And so I am very clear that Dope Therapists, the way that we separate the programs, mostly the academy and then the Elite Coaching Mastermind, is that the DTA program is specifically for mental health therapists who, and it can be speech pathologists, nurse practitioners, but we have disclaimers about that too. Like, I don't know your paperwork. I don't know your licensing board. <laughs> um, DTA is for the growth of a solo practice, maybe with the anticipation of joining the mastermind later to open up a group. Or to expand the group, maybe pause your group if you really haven't started and retrack yourself and make sure that your foundational framework is in place because you're just responsible for you. To me, that's safer versus the mastermind is focused on group practice, opening from scratch and or relaunching just like solo practice. But it's way more extensive. It's not just you can take the information from the academy and say, oh, well, she taught me how to hire a V.A., um, she gave me a checklist you know, to even think about like if I wanted to expand and hire other people, but it's way more to the mastermind than just the portal, right? We meet in person, they get different levels of access. We're really focused on expansion, AKA scalability. We're really taking on that whole mindset of the abundant CEO, but we talk about that in DTA. But now we're talking about scaling back your time. In DTA, we're talking about, We need to grow your business. You need clients in your caseload. You may need to see 15 to 20 people because you have no other job. You have no other stream of income. Once you start to recognize who is truly your ideal client, what are the referrals you keep getting in that you keep turning away? Do you have a wait list, but do you have the systems? Have you hired a bookkeeper? Have you hired a CPA? Do you know how to delegate even to a personal assistant? If you can do some of those things or just follow our framework and you're good and you actually implemented what we taught you, then yeah, go and graduate and go into the mastermind because now we can talk about serving one to many. So be very clear about what your product does and who it serves, okay? Number two is I'm very clear on who I serve and who I do not. So granted, my business has went through a journey. I've done masterclasses for the general public, for mental health, for um, staff at agencies, for pre-licensed therapists, for post-licensed therapist, like I've experimented with probably anything you could think about. <laughs> but because I've experimented, I have come to know where in this season of my life, where I want to spend the bulk of my time. And it is with those two programs, in addition to a live component for our clientele, right? Because I have noticed that there has been a tremendous level of execution and implementation and wins in businesses. Let's just say from the mastermind level, from a lot of the students who have already done DTA. And that data speaks volumes to our Ascension model because the goal is if you come in like at the undergrad level, if you want to do these things that we offer at the master's or doctorate level, then you will go that way. If you like my teaching style, if you love our environment, why leave? You don't need to keep getting different coaches just because it's a new year. It's not like a practicum site. (laughs) That is a good podcast within itself, right? You don't have to keep rotating people out every six months to a year, Right. Um, so be clear on who you serve and who you do not, because if you have the whole philosophy like, oh, I serve everybody. That means that you actually serve no one because you're not going to have space for the true high quality clients that you're saying you want to attract. Um, the next one is I'm very clear on what you as the client or customer, specifically for courses or therapy, what you have to put in to get your ROI back. So let's look at therapy versus coaching, but they overlap. As a therapist, I let my clients know. Listen, like I do a little, you know, uh, demonstration. I like visuals, so I'll say, you know, if we're on a path, which we are in therapy, or on a journey, I'm going to be walking alongside of you, right? And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, what that means is, I'm not going to be on chapter twelve and hoping that you would just rush and get to chapter twelve because we can't enjoy the process of you becoming the best version of you. I'm also not going to. Keep tugging you and hoping that you will come along because I can't make you do something that you don't want to do. So therapy is an investment. And guess what? The, the, the most that you will get out of therapy happens outside of the therapy room. If I only have you for 45 minutes in the telehealth space or in a physical space, your whole life got you for the rest of the week, seven days, you know, so I can't undo. What you do in your community or at home or at your job, but I can't teach you tools. So the goal would be that I give you a toolbox that will be invisible. And over time, you will have coping strategies, certain things that you can do. You probably will hear my voice and you ain't hearing voices. You just hear my voice maybe encourage you like don't give up or. Take a deep breath, walk away, you know, and at the end of treatment, you're going to graduate because I believe that you have enough tools that if situations present itself, even if you don't believe so, you'll be able to go into that invisible toolbox and be able to implement what you've learned, right? You'll have enough tools to like, you know, do various ones. And so coaching is the same way. If you want to have a profitable practice and you deem that this program is good for you, you're going to log into the portal. You're either, depending on your schedule, going to make a way to show up to those coaching calls because we can always make a way. And or you watch the replays. Now, this is where I will even challenge clinicians objections like, oh, man, you having the last open enrollment for the year. I don't wait, want to wait until February or March or whatever to get in. I want to get in now. But, oh, man, I can't make the live calls. So I let them know, listen, if you got goals for the fourth quarter or just to start off January popping, then I would encourage you to go through the portal do the self-paced modules that are like, every video is like 10 to 15, 20 minutes at max. So if you, this is like a funny story, some people go in and feel overwhelmed. And I'm like, you do know that if we just looked at one module together, it will probably equate to one of our live calls that last 90 minutes, hell, up to two hours sometimes. But instead, I want you to get it in bite-sized pieces so that if you need to do something with your family or something, you can say, you know what, I can only watch one lesson today. I only got 15 minutes this morning. These kids don't work my (laughs) nerves, you know, and then you go and you watch the 15 minute video and then you open up the workbook and you implement whatever you can right away. Implement it in your existing practice if you can, for example, and or you wait until you're done with the module and you you do the workbook. But bottom line is you have unlimited access as an alumni right now. So if you can't come live this round. When we start meeting again after the holiday break, because we do shut down for the holiday break, I encourage people to practice the three R's rest, um, reset and recharge during two to three weeks of the holiday break or plan something for 2024. What I hope you're going to do is now that you got like four to five months to plan this out. Now you're going to intentionally make a way to come to those next coaching calls, because now that you've been through the portal You should really be in what we call the implementation phase, which is you're taking the materials and applying it to your personal business. And now you can ask questions about your personal business versus just learning information. So same thing for both sides, therapy and for coaching. It doesn't matter even if it's a live event. This is what I have. This is the outcome that you can get. But everybody's outcome is different because everybody's walk of life is different. But if you're not putting in anything to get anything out, it's not like a magic pill. Okay. another one that I love to like just stand out from the crowd is I have an open DM policy for coaching, meaning people who are interested in coaching with me, they can shoot me a question just like I encourage people who watch the podcast show or listen to it to hop in my DM and tell me your biggest takeaway. Let me know from what I talked about if you want me to go deeper into a particular topic. And for me, as long as it's not violating the intellectual property of our programs with what those students invest in to get in in addition to like access to live coaching calls with me, I'll bring it up on the podcast. I mean, clearly we got over 350 podcast episodes. So I got information for days. We can always slow down. Even this podcast episode and talk about one of these things per episode, right? So with the open DM policy, like when we have our live boot camps, I tell people, yo, after you finish watching the replay of the boot camp, if you still feel like you still got questions, or let's just say you're ready to enroll in one of our programs, you went to a live call, you watched the replay, you took notes, and then you saw the open enrollment page, you read all the FAQs, you watched the testimonial videos. And the only reason I'm explaining this is because we know who's not reading our emails. We know who's not watching the replay. We know that you have not read the enrollment page simply because the questions that you ask sometimes are right in the beginning. Yo, that was bootcamp day one. We got three days. Oh man, I gotta go back and do the assessment. I will not repeat myself if I've talked about it for 90 minutes. You know, like go and watch this video. After watching the video, kind of like a classroom, come back and talk to me. But with therapy, it's a little different. You can't DM me if I'm your therapist. You can't DM me if you're looking for a therapist. I will straight up take you off Instagram real quick. And if you're really interested, you will email our office if we're taking clients and if you're my ideal client. And then you will go through our automated system to get yourself on our calendar to you know have a consultation again if I'm taking clients, which right now in the summer of 2023, I am not, right? So that's how I get people's needs met by like, trying to like brainstorm with them through voice notes so you actually get my voice talking to you in the DM. Um Next one is I provide high quality contact through things like in terms of attracting quality people through my podcast, through YouTube. I know that a lot of my clientele have told me that they really enjoy that I drop a lot of detailed information on the podcast, that I um, have, you know, like a certain energy that flows through videos. So some of them are really more focused on audio. And then we have a mix of people who probably need that fire lit and, and something about seeing my facial expressions or um, you know, I know on the audio podcast, they can't see it, but when I'm moving my hands or I'm doing demonstrations with things in my office, it really resonates with certain people or if I'm going live on social media, like Instagram, StreamYard, on YouTube, I do all of that because I wanna make sure that people have time to get to know me before ideally they sign up for my product or services. It's not required, but I do find that people who take the time, even if it's a week to get to know my coaching style within the bootcamp and they're able to shoot me questions and I'm able to answer their questions or give them feedback on certain activities that we do in our live bootcamps, That to me speaks volumes to us building relationship capital before I even become your coach. And I highly value that. And I've seen that that's been helpful. So until I don't have the capacity to do it anymore, which I always make time to do it, I will do it, right? Because I feel like certain things I don't want to hand off to my team because I like to build relationships with you. I'm going to become your coach. Hey y'all, it's that time again. It is scale season. So I want to call out all of the therapists, healers, and service providers across the country. I am hosting our end of the year two-day in-person conference this fall, October, 2023 in Las Vegas. So we are talking about all things, scalability, things like launching a new or existing product or service line, collaborating with other providers across the country to increase your reach. We will also be covering how to create your content that aligns with your launch throughout the entire year of 2024. We will also provide you with a seven streams of income map so that you can develop your business over time with growth and scalability. And did I mention that this is the only event that we are having for the fourth quarter in person. So we will be discussing all things for 2024, business planning, growth and scalability, wealth management, and so much more. So if you want to attend, go ahead and grab your seat before the time is up head down to the show notes or go to our website, drtk.com forward slash links and grab your ticket to the Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference. All right, y'all, it's scale season. Let's get back to today's podcast episode. Another thing that I focus on with attracting high quality clients is I'm not afraid to share resources with my community to help them grow. I've been in communities where I will ask them for a suggestion. It's not even they person that they use in their team, because I know that can be a little funny. Like, no, you can't use my video editor. No, I'm not giving you his or her name. No, I'm not letting you borrow my assistant. Like, absolutely not. Find your own person, (laughs) you know, but. It doesn't mean that I won't share with you the platform that I found the person on. It doesn't mean that if I teach you how to hire that, I won't give you my job description. So you can go and attract the same ideally type of person, but they may be different based off how you show up to what you need them to do. Um, But bottom line is I'm not that person where I'm like, oh, you can't have my resources because I have been through the journey of building profitable businesses in mental health and other areas where I don't feel like I want to keep it a secret because that's the reason why I do what I do so that I can help you shortcut the journey, right? So I'm not shading anybody who does not give out any resources, but to each his own, that's just how I get down. Also, I'm not afraid to share transparent learning experiences that I have had in business and personal areas that I feel like sharing on my podcast that has impacted my business. So the reason I even started my podcast was because I wanted to start sharing with therapists because that's when I really start promoting out loud my coaching services outside of having some one-on-one clients like in New York, Chicago, and like five in California at that time when I had just had my group practice um, after solo practice is I realized that one of the reasons why people don't are not in a rush to get on my calendar because they don't even know that what I do exists, let alone that I exist. Also, all the content that somebody would find about me when you would search my name back then would be, I'm a clinical psychologist. Now you may get a mixture of, oh, she's on YouTube or she has a podcast or there's a lot of different things that may come up, but that's because I've worked very hard to make sure that I'm publishing content to showcase my expertise and authority, not just as a psychologist, but also as, I'm gonna say a mindset healer to focus on abundance, but a business coach for therapists, but that takes time, okay? But I love sharing and correct me if I'm wrong, I get so many DMs, Especially when I start sharing that personal stuff. Now, I don't share personal stuff more like a, like a journal, but it's more of sharing the journey because there are certain topics that I notice when I do publish it, I strike some chords in a very good way where I get DMs with people saying your podcast episode made me cry. I realized that I wasn't alone. It can be from when I talked about getting divorced and having to start over, having a degree, having a six figure job or a business or, you know, and business. And feeling intimidated to date again, going through the fertility journey, having to get two surgeries, then being put on bed rest and having a C-section, having a baby at 38, being a bonus mom, chaos and drama with that. How do I handle myself as a therapist? You know, what I'm saying <laughs> like, there's so many things that go on, of course, behind closed doors, and there are certain things. Not that it's bad, but I just don't feel like it has a place at least on this podcast, but there are certain areas that I don't mind sharing it with you all as long as I know that it will directly be correlated with the message that I'm talking about in mental health providers becoming the abundant version of themselves as a business owner and as other roles you know, in their life. So I don't mind being transparent and sharing it really as what it is. Nothing is a mistake. It's a learning experience. I don't resent anything I've been through because even when I look at I'm laughing because I I think about when I was at this event and, and somebody was like somehow they found out I was like divorced or whatever and I had just started dating my husband or whatever and they were like oh so the first one was just training wheels and I'm like wait say what. And they were like the first, you know, some people, you know, we all been married like two, three times. I'm like, damn, I ain't trying to hit the third though. You know, no shade. But they were like, you know, the first one is always the training wheels. You get to know who you are, what you want in life. You go through another season. You might outgrow each other. I don't know. You probably were already outgrown each other, but you got married anyway. And this one is the real one. I said, well, amen to that sister. And so I always laugh at that because I mean, hell is so true. You know, I became a better person from it. So I don't resent it, you know? Another thing that I want to point out is that I am me. And I think that that's been a common trend that people have connected with me on, whether it be social media, my podcast, YouTube videos, or just in our like chats and like Instagram communities or something like that, or in our programs is that I don't sugarcoat who I am to nobody. So I have like this tagline that randomly flew out my mouth and I'm like, Ooh, I'm gonna start using that. Like, you know, my name is Dr. TK. If I am not your cup of tea, don't coach with me. And that's real talk. Some people don't like that, even though I may not be talking at you, there's been cases where, and I actually will outright say this in the boot camp. you know, I understand that some people don't like bigger crowds. I'm not going to minimize whatever that is going on with you. You know, I don't mind bigger crowds. It doesn't mean I don't get nervous when I talk on a stage, but I don't mind still talking in front of a bigger crowd. That's not everybody. So the way that we structured our programs, especially the academy, is that, You have to be on the live call for your question to be answered because I may have follow-up questions. You better be as thorough as possible if you don't want me to call you out. Or ideally, you don't call yourself out. Because I mean, some of our mastermind students do that all the time. And they like, oh, that's me. And I'm thinking to myself like, the fact that you submitted the question, I didn't think that you wanted me to say your name. Or some people say like, Please don't say my name, (laughs) you know, kind of thing, because maybe they think it's a dumb question and no question called dumb running your business. But I try to protect the students if they may not want to say it out loud. However, I let them know, listen, if I don't really understand your question or if I need more clarification, you're going to have to elaborate. So you got to get out your uncomfortable zone and talk. Um, But one of the things that I have been sharing with my team in relation to our membership club that we had, like two of them over time, the Academy, and then our mastermind, we get a range of questions from each program. And sometimes I know that I may come off strong. Now, what do I mean by that? I may be raising my voice to some, but I'm not yelling at my client. I'm very passionate, which is sometimes where profanity slips out, but I'm not cursing out my clients, right? But One of the things that I can do is put myself in the shoes for business for pretty much all of my clients. Like I know what it's like to have your money impacted, financial hardship, be off work for lifeing? You know, just things come up unexpectedly. You want clients and you don't get them. You want coaching clients, nobody comes to the webinar. Like all kinds of things have come up where I can relate to, I'm sure, more than 75% of my clients, whether it's on the personal side or business side, right? Which is probably why they come to me. But I also have recognized that if there are questions that are asked and I'm very straight to the point more so about, hey, This is why and this is where I would talk like my tone would change. This is why like in the academy, for example, we want you to focus on X so that when you go to the mastermind that we don't have to double back. So some of my DGA students may also wonder why when we talk about things like specifically group practice, launching coaching programs comes up a lot. Um, not really speaking, because to me, you can incorporate that with your mental health business. But those are the two areas like digital products, like courses or coaching programs, and then group practice. Those come up the most outside of like workbooks and stuff like that, that our clients want to gradually move into. And so my tone will change when I'm talking to them out of passion, like, yo, do not take an additional eight years to do what I did without help. And this is where I would encourage you to start. Make sure that you go through the portal. And so depending on, this is the key, depending on what's happening in each cohort, our team looks at the participation rate. We look at who's coming to the coaching calls. Our students don't know this, but you know it now. If you're listening, we take role. So if we have any student, we've had it for the last three years, I can probably count on maybe five hands. It ain't just been one or two. It's been probably like 15, 20, 25 students who may say, you know, I don't know if I'm able to navigate through the portal like or they feel overwhelmed and things like that. And my first question or my team's first question is, have you went at minimum, if you, if you can't come to the live calls, because that would be one question. Have you went over to the Facebook group? Have you talked to your accountability group? Now, if for whatever reason we haven't had this that much, if we have somebody that keeps stonewalling us saying, "Nope, try that, try that, try that. Now you're starting to sound like a resistant therapy client. And that's where my tone will change, not in the public unless you ask it in the public, don't ask questions in the public if you don't want me to answer it in the public, right? Um, that's what I meant by like my mastermind students. Some of them were like, oh man, you talking about me again. And I'm thinking like, I didn't want to out you, but okay, you did. But I also know that my master students, I hold them to a different caliber. And the mastermind students that I've had, they with me giving them that fire. Like they pay a higher investment literally for me to give them that fire with that accountability. Like call them out, again, not cursing or anything like that, but they can take it right? And most of them did DTA. So they already know the reason why I'm getting into this accessible program to like talk to you more or via Voxer, I can hit you up throughout the week and like get some strategies going with my business or whatever. Like I need you to hold me accountable. And that's what I actually tell them before they join. Like, if you just want me to pat you on the back and say, good job, don't change nothing about what you're doing. You don't even need a coach. You know what I'm saying? So I say all that to say, I was talking to my team about just the idea that We want our community to ask questions. We don't want you to feel afraid. But at the same time, if we're talking about clients that I want, I want clients who want feedback, kind of like a therapy client. You want clients who are going to allow you to help them, right? If not, you're going to close their case. And I don't think that coaching is anything different. The only difference is maybe you signed up to complete your payment plan, you know, but it's who's of you to get into the portal, ask your questions, do your homework, get into the Facebook group, contact your accountability group members, don't feel like you gotta do it all yourself and be okay with getting help in your business. That's what you invested in. So, sorry, long-winded, I, I digress. What I was telling my team is, if I were to put my feet into the shoes of a lot of the clinicians, and let's just say if I was in the beginning phase of building my business, depending on my personality type, now I'm a little different. Again, I can take the heat. So I, I don't mind feedback. But some individuals, therapists, therapists, May not like the feedback, but, but it's like a double edged sword, like a catch 22. They say they want the feedback. You ever met people like that at a job? I want the feedback. I want the feedback. Or you had a supervisee. But then when you gave them feedback, they're like, no, I tried that already. That's not going to work. Or like, "I, I just don't, it's not, it's not working. You're not even trying. You know what I'm saying? And so as a business owner, check yourself. If you make an investment, go all in on it. If you have to take a break and you have the ability to come back, do that. Recalibrate yourself. Talk to other people in the program to help you understand something if for whatever reason you don't want to ask it on the coaching call. It is okay. Um, But I say all that because over the last three years, we really haven't like talked about stuff like this on my podcast because I wanted to make sure that I presented it in a manner where, you know, no student feels like they're being called out or anything like that. But it's been a trend that as professionals, we expect our clients to show up in a particular way in our therapy practice but we don't hold ourselves to the same fire in our business. That doesn't make sense, right? Um, So I'm authentically me. I am not saying that I will not change who I am, but I'm not going to change how I teach because somebody doesn't like it. I'm just like, well, I mean, don't, don't join the program. Like it's good. Um, Now, because I do show up authentically as me, this is what has happened over the last three years since 2020 to 2023. Our launches in terms of who we attract in terms of numbers has gotten bigger and bigger. We've reached way more clinicians, which was always my goal to reach and teach over a thousand therapists and various things that I do throughout the year. They don't all have to count to be in my program. Another big thing that we have learned and executed on is that we still attract a very intimate cohort of students based on certain things that we do outside of conferences and CE events. Our boot camps are fairly large, but when it comes down to enrollment, I say to my team, I'd rather have, not saying that I want five, right? I may want 30, I may want 50, I may want 100, but I'd rather have five good people that are in my program that are exactly the clients that I want that are willing to be coachable and teachable versus seeking a number. And then I attract people that are not willing to put in the work to get the ROI back for their growth. Because my thing is, if you're not winning, my business is not winning. My clients have to get a transformation for my business to thrive. It's not just about money. It's about the transformation that my clients are experiencing so that I know that my product or service works. Otherwise, I'm gonna be out of business. You should take the same philosophy. Your therapy clients are not getting what they need out of therapy. Stop blaming five clients in a row. If it's five clients in a row, you need to sit and look in the mirror because it's not just about those clients. It's also about you and how you show up as a therapist, okay? Also, I've realized over time, even though I said the word intimate, I've realized particularly for the academy, I was placing a limit on how many people I wanted in the program, potentially because of my confidence at the time when I first started working with people as a group because it's different working with people one-on-one. Now, I may have a goal going into an open enrollment period or a launch for the academy, but I don't have a cap, if that makes sense, because I said, However, God wants to bless me in these programs. He's going to send me the exact number of people that I need. And he has never steered me wrong. And for me, and I want you to potentially adopt this as well. If you want a number of 20 and you only got 10, instead of you being bitter about it and saying, oh, I only got 10 people, change the language. You ain't only got 10 people. Those 10 people are your clients, you know, unless you don't like them. Therefore you attracted the wrong people, (laughs) but start thinking about, what else do I need to be learning during this season or implementing or upgrading or changing in my business or structure or team, hiring, SOPs, adding value to my programs? What should I be doing during the season? Probably as to why I didn't get double the amount. That's how I look at it. So if I put down that I wanted 50 students in an open enrollment period, because that's been one of my goals for a long time, it's a very good reason. As to why my higher power has not given me 50 in one cohort, I firmly believe that. I don't think it's because I'm not worthy of 50 people. I don't think that I'm not worthy of 111 because that's a number that I've been seeing recently for DCA. But maybe I need to do something on the business side and or on the personal side before I welcome in 111 people. Because guess what? If you want all those people, you have to have the system to catch and take care of and onboard and offboard all of those people. All right, so I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. In another podcast episode, I am going to specifically talk about why I chose to offer a refund policy specifically in the academy program and how that's related to poverty versus abundant mindset. And also it kind of goes along with what we talked about today, which is quality over quantity clients. And so just a few announcements, um, depending on when you're watching this podcast show, um, we may still have openings to go to Vegas and join us in the two day Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference. It is for therapists, coaches, and healers who want to move from serving one-to-one-to-one-to-many. We have plenty of masterclass bonuses that will be um, live, but also on replay, depending on when you you join us to grab your seat. We're gonna give you a bonus on the Branding Ascension model, how to create a seven streams of income map, and then live in person, we're going to be talking about back office stuff for scalability, systems, wealth, and then the fun parts are you're going to be able to create your launch map for a product or service, you're going to sit at a table specifically with people who you want to launch a product like not with, but we're going to survey everybody. And before you get there, we're going to place you at table so that you will be masterminding with people that all have something in common with you, because that's going to expedite the process of you implementing when you leave. We're going to do a lot of activities. We're going to talk about, you know, how do you create content for a year based off of what you're launching? And we're also, of course, going to talk about planning for the following year and what that looks like and so many more things. And so if you want to grab the ticket, make sure that you head down to the show notes and go to drtk.com forward slash. as long as there are seats available and we're not heading to the cutoff date because we do have a cutoff date in terms of like we have to order... You know, supplies and stuff like that and decorations for the venue and confirm the amount of people for the menu. As long as we haven't hit those deadlines, then go ahead and grab your seat. If you have any questions, hop over to the DMs on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. Do not be afraid to ask me questions. I've already talked about that in this podcast episode, but also share this with someone else who you feel like needs to hear it, at least two people. If you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel and leave me your biggest takeaway in the comments below. If you're listening only to the podcast version, please follow the podcast so you will be notified of when another podcast episode drops and also leave a five-star review and let me know your biggest takeaway. So I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at DrTK.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.